Revisiting the back story from the previous episode, episode 28, Tying the Gordian Knot. Once my sister and brother-in-law had come to India on vacation and were staying at our place. One evening, I had to attend a friend's marriage. I slipped something on and was headed out the door when my brother-in-law asked me a rhetorical question, are you going to the marriage wearing that? Not the first time I had heard that kind of question. He may have had a point. The clothes were more appropriate for someone going to the corner shop to buy something rather than marriage clothing approved by the fashion Nazis, my brother-in-law is one. For me, both events had equal significance. In fact, for me, most events have equal significance as far as clothing is concerned. Clothing, for me, is mostly utility value. The modern version of the fig leaf, to cover up what society has decided should not be seen for free and exact a heavy price commensurate to the exposure, the highest price being marriage. Yes. In most cultures, marriage is society's sanctioned method to legally see someone naked and, of course, do the naughty bits typically associated with nudity. Thus, we have a vast spectrum of coverage, from tribal cultures that go the full Monty, the lucky ones, leading to increasingly varying degrees of exposure of the human body, and finally ending with complete coverage where nothing can be seen implying that the person is essentially worthless and replaceable. As with every other one, this basic human need to shield oneself from the elements has spawned an industry to fuel human greed and created more ways to separate one human being from another. After all, our dress is used by many as the first indicator of our stature. My brother-in-law told me that there is apparently a book from the early 1900s where these rules for gentleman dressing were defined. Kind of like a Bible for fashion Nazis. Some old English farts sat down and decided to make up random rules on how everyone should dress. I can imagine them having a good laugh while making up ridiculous rules, pushing each other to come up with ever sillier rules that a gullible audience would, in the name of fashion, swallow hook, line and sinker, more like stinker. That is what fashion is in essence. A general agreement among a stupid populace to dress a certain way because someone said so. No logic. A blind acceptance of someone else's rules. And it is self-serving because the ones that have accepted the rules blindly shame the others into conformity and acceptance, like the fox who loses its tail, convincing others that it is cool to be without a tail. If everyone does it, it has to be good for everyone. We have an entire media dedicated to shout these rules from the rooftops and tell what you lack outside that will supposedly complete you inside. It amplifies your feeling of lack and pushes you to participate in this senseless activity that takes up so much time, from the buying to the wearing to the washing. Such a colossal waste of productivity. Endless consumption for its own sake. If I was ever given a chance to do it, I would make everyone go around naked carrying a goat around their shoulders. At least, people would get fitter after the goats got fat from lack of exercise. But then again? Never know. Some old English farts may end up writing a book on goat fashion where the eyes of the goat have to match your nipples and the color of the goat has to match the armpit hair. Not to mention goat farms where newer strains of lean, anorexic goats are bred for the fashion conscious. Human minds can twist anything. Who knows? This may have been the in thing in the Neolithic era of the Stone Age. We have, of course, come a long way since then, from this silly goat fashion to sillier ties and bow ties. How did this stupid invention of ties come along? Is it meant to be a tale to remind us that we descended from animals? Is it to affirm our domestication with these leashes around our neck? Or a reminder of impending death that awaits us all, the noose of Lord Yama, the Lord of Death? This leads to another important question, WTF is a bow tie? Seriously, what's with it? It is an abbreviation for a tie. Sorry, I was too lazy to wear my leash today. Please accept my shortcut, the freaking bow tie. Both of these add zero utility value to your attire except if used in some domination fantasy. 
Yet they exist and are an integral part of men's clothing in the Western world and the other stupid people who follow Western fashion. That, in essence, drives the point of fashion. To the victor goes the spoils. If the native tribes had ruled the world, we would all be roaming naked with cool face and body paint made from natural plant-based dyes. None of the stigmas and taboos of suppression associated with our body since we would just accept our body as nature's clothing for our identity, like our personality. Consequently, no porn industry either to help people deal with the suppression. And most importantly, it would have prevented the suffering of billions of animals. We have spawned an entire industry of violence where we torture, brutalize and kill millions of animals to fulfill this artificially induced human need to be different and the associated human greed to profit from that need. Wool, cashmere, feathers, silk, leather, fur, and so on. With every piece of clothing that we use and throw, someone somewhere is paying a heavy price for it. Frugality in clothing will be very helpful to stop this mad consumption that is destroying earth. My expectations from clothes are quite simple, cover the family jewels and other naughty parts from most angles to avoid discovery by curious eyes, be suitable for the weather and be comfortable on the nose and eyes, mine and others. The last part is avoiding smells emanating from clothes that can knock out an unsuspecting neighbor and avoid being a camel and leaving food bits from the last meals. We can really do without knowing what you had for breakfast. Secondly, I derive my fashion sense from laundry order, the order in which the clothes are stacked in my wardrobe. The scriptures say that the meal in front of you is your medicine for the day. Following scriptural advice, the clothing on top of my stack is my fashion for the day. I did not iron my clothes because I was too lazy. I had discovered that eventually, gravity and body movement removed most of the creases. I even continued this for the first few years of my career. Thankfully, people expect techies to be nerds with no fashion sense. So it was acceptable. I rejected a job in a bank in New York because I'd have to wear a suit and tie every single day. But like everyone else, the fashion Nazis got to me. Their systematic torture worked. No one wears white socks to work, they said. I protested, they look and feel so nice. They said, only if you are a nurse else off they go. I broke down, and I conformed. As shameful as it is, I also wore a suit and a tie to work, sometimes every day, especially in my last job. Thankfully, since quitting my corporate career, I am off the hook for the most part. But the fashion Nazis are still not ready to let go. Some still remind me that I do not measure up to the tune of their unknown puppet master. They say, you need to buy more clothes. You need to look good and respectable. Maybe I will hold my turf, maybe I will cave in. My wardrobe will be a good reminder to help me keep score and tell me who is winning. Maybe, you should also look through your wardrobes and see how you are doing on this count. Maybe time to take back control and lose some of that shit.